Anybody need some peace today? Anybody in the back need some peace today? God's got some peace for you. Anybody need some happiness today? God's got some happiness for you. He's got it. He's got it. He's got it. He's got it. Yes, he does. He's got it. Whatever you need. Whatever you need. Whatever you need. Whatever you need. Look at your neighbor and say, whatever you need. Whatever you need. Whatever you need. I don't know what you need. But one thing I can testify to is that my God's got it. Ain't he got it, church? Ain't he got it, church? If you got to say yes. Say yes. Say yes. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, he does. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hallelujah, hallelujah, yes, sir, yes, sir. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Go ahead, go ahead. Whatever you need, you need healing, he's got it. Yes, sir, yes, sir. Y'all don't know where he's got it. They ain't got it, church. Anybody know that God got it for you? Yes, he does, yes, he does. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, everything you need. I don't know what you need, but my God's got it. I don't know what it is that you want, my God's got it. Whatever you need. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Woo! Whatever you need. Somebody in the need this morning, hallelujah. You've been, you've been praying to God for something that God just been answered. He's got everything you need. He's got everything you're looking for. You can find it in the Lord, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, stand to our feet, giving honor to God, who is head of my life to his son, Jesus, to the precious Holy Spirit. Amen. Recognizing everyone is everyone, all of my father's children, all of the ministers, all of the deacons, all of the other officers, to my wife, Mother Parker, Pastor Knight, Lady Roche. Amen. It is good to be in the house of the Lord. It is good to be in the house when the saints are praising. I guess I can be there when the saints are giving God the glory. Hallelujah. There's a breakthrough when you begin to give God praise. If something happens, when you give God a high praise, you got big problems, you got a big praise. You got a big, anybody got some big needs up in here? I promise you, if you give God a high praise, he'll take care of your big needs. Hallelujah. There ain't a need God can't handle. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Turn with me, please. And turn with me, please, to Jonah chapter 1. Jonah chapter 1. Hallelujah. Whatever you need. Hallelujah. He's got joy, love, peace, and happiness for your soul. Everybody don't want that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody said, Pastor, I need some money. Well, guess what? He got that too. He said that he got everything belonged to him. Hallelujah. The cattle upon a thousand hills belong to him. Hallelujah. Don't you know when you die, you ain't going to take nothing with you? Where you think it comes from? The Bible says, all of my help comes from the Lord. Is anybody here to know that all of your help comes from the Lord today? All of my help. Testify to somebody. All of my help. All of my help. Look at somebody. All of my help. Testify to all of my help comes from the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I don't know what he's going to do, but one thing I can trust in, that all of healing comes from the Lord. Breakthroughs and miracles come from the Lord. You need a miracle? He's still doing miracles, church. He's still doing signs, church. He still can do wonders, church. Hallelujah. Yes, he can. Hallelujah. And he's still doing How I know because he's doing them for me. Hallelujah. And you know, everybody in your house, he's doing them in my house every day. And I thank God for it. Hallelujah. I don't deserve not one of them, but because God has smiled on me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because he has smiled on me and he's been good to me. Thank you, Jesus. Brother song says, your grace and mercy has brought me through. I'm living this moment because of you. Your grace. Can anybody say, it's your grace, God. Brought me through. This moment I'm in right now. I should be across the church in the casket, but it's his grace. Brought me through. 
I don't watch so many folks have funerals in this church. I don't watch so many young and old have gone on, but guess what? We are here. And we like to give God that type of praise. A thank you praise. A thank you, God. I'm still here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I'm trying to get that. Another song says, He looked beyond my faults. He looked beyond my faults. When I was young, I didn't understand what that means. Now that I got older, I had a bunch of faults in my life. But he looked beyond my faults. Looked beyond all of my mistakes. And he looked through my trespasses. And he said, I'm going to give you a blessing in spite of your difficulties. And in spite of your mess ups. And in spite of your problems. I'm going to bless you. And because I was a God, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Oh, God, thank you today. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. If you enjoy the one, say, I'm there. Father God, in the name of Jesus. God, we thank you today. Thank you, oh God, for the songs of praise. God, it was not for us. It was for you. And for the simple fact that we were able to let go of everything that we were going through and believe and trust that you got everything. God, we want to tell you thank you, God. God, we want to thank you for allowing your Holy Spirit to help us to praise you. God, we're not so perfect that we don't need your help. God, we need your help in every moment of our life, even in praises and worship unto you, God. God, we are finite beings, and how can we praise an infinite with this little bit of knowledge that we got unless you help us, God? And God, we want to thank you for helping us, God. As I say oftentimes, we are we are not perfect, but we serve a perfect God, and you are so perfect, oh God. But yet, what, are, what is man that you are mindful of us, that you will look beyond the heavens and the stars and the moon and the sky down to the dirt and say, let's make man in, in our image. God, I want to tell you thank you today, God. God, in all the things that we have gone through, oh God, all the walls that are going in the land, God, God, we want to tell you thank you, oh God, because in our house, God, in our land, God, we may watch the news, but there is peace right where we are living, God. There are no tanks going up and down the street. There are no soldiers throwing bombs at our houses, and our children can walk the streets safely. They can either get on the bus or walk to school. No hospitals are being bombed, even though folks are on strike. God, you are blessing us, and I just want to say thank you, God. Thank you, God, because you're just, just that good, God. You are just that good. And oftentimes, oh God, when we should be praying, we are complaining. And in the midst of our complaints, God, you still blesses us. God, you understand us, oh God. You understand our minds. You understand our thought processes that we can only think but so far. But God, I'm grateful for your son Jesus, who was the author and the finisher of our faith, who gave us something that we shouldn't be walking by sight. He said, if we walk by faith, hallelujah, in these times, oh God, help us to walk by faith. But we, we see what it looks like. We hear what it sounds like. We even go places that can produce evidence. But your word says, don't go by that stuff, but trust in you, God. And God, we trust you today. And when things get difficult, oh God, Remind us of every time that you brought us out of every piece of thing that was dangerous, oh God. Remind us of every testimony, oh God, that you've given us. Remind us, oh God, of how you are still yet good. And you are good right now. Regardless of others in this world, oh God, that are going through what they're going through. If it wasn't for your grace, that could be me. And God, we all say thank you, oh God. And God, God, we just ask you, oh God, if you're, we've been praising and worshiping, oh God, but God, it could be that your Holy Spirit hadn't even gotten here yet. We just could be emotional. So God, if you ain't, I just ask you, oh God, allow your Holy Ghost to move in this place. God, have your way open up our hearts and our minds, saturate the atmosphere, make this word be easy to be received, oh God. Use your manservant like never before. Tomorrow may be our last, but if you send your word, God, if you send your word, God, the word will go forth. In your son, Jesus' name, have then you're going to decrease, but have Jesus Christ increase your people in word, deed, power, and insight. And in Jesus' name, let your church say amen. Hallelujah. I'm going to read a few verses. I was going to read just a couple, but we're going to read a few. Starting at the first verse. Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah took flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord and went down to Joppa, and he found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare thereof and went down into it to go with them unto Tarsus from the presence of the Lord. But the Lord sent out a great wind into the sea, and there was a mighty tempest in the sea, 
so that the ship was like to be broken. Then the mariners were afraid and cried every man unto his gods and cast forth wares that were in the ship into the sea to lighten it of them. But Jonah was gone down into the sides of the ship and he lay and was fast asleep. So the shipmaster came to him and said unto him, What meanest thou, O sleeper? Arise, call upon thy God. If so be that God will, will think upon us that we perish not. And they said, Everyone to his fellow, come, let us cast lots, that we may know for those for whose cause this evil is upon us. So they cast lots, and the lot fell upon Jonah. Then said they unto him, Tell us, we pray thee, for what cause this evil is upon us? What is thine occupation? And whence comest thou? What is thy country? And what people art thou? And he said unto them, I am an Hebrew, and I fear the Lord, the God of heaven, which has made the sea and the dry land. Then were the men exceedingly afraid and said unto him, Why hast thou done this? For they knew that he fled from the presence of the Lord because he had told them. Then said they unto him, What shall we do unto thee, that the sea may become unto us? For the tempest for the sea wrought and was temptuous. And he said unto them, Take me up and cast me forth into the sea, so the sea shall be calm unto you. For I know for my sake this great tempest is upon you. Hallelujah. Let me read verse 10 again. Then were the men exceedingly afraid and said unto him, Why hast thou done this? For the men knew that he fled from the presence of the Lord because he told them. Do me a favor. Turn to your neighbor and say these words. Admit it. You were wrong. Turn to the other side. Admit it. You were wrong. Today I come to preach to us today. Admit it. You were wrong. How did we take your seats? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. One of those, one of the things that we don't like to do, I don't care who you are, is to say that you're wrong. It's going to get real quiet real quick in the church. Nobody likes to admit when they're wrong. Somebody will prove it to you, you'll come back with, but what about you? Come on, y'all, talk to me in here. But what about you? We easily want to pass the book back. Hallelujah. And what and we just passed a season in which many of us call people out in their wrongdoing. What season is that, Pastor? Thanksgiving. How many of us know somebody that don't make the dressing right? And that person will come around and say, Oh, you know, I'll put my foot in here and it tastes like it. Y'all better come on and talk to me in here. Y'all know I'm telling the truth. Y'all go and talk to me. Did she say she made this dressing? Didn't we tell her not to make this dressing? You know she can't make it, but don't tell her nothing, girl, because she ain't going to like what you say. What about the potato pie? You know, I make the best potato pies, and everybody tastes it, and it be stringy. Come on now. Come on. Come on. I wasn't at your house. I wasn't at your house, so don't be picking at me. Hallelujah. It's all right to laugh, y'all. Come on. It's all right to laugh. Okay. I mean, there are, there are times we, we, we approach folk in certain things and nobody wants to admit where they are is wrong. Let us say that man wearing that too tight dress, that too tight suit on. And everybody said, ooh, I, I, I see that suit you got on. Don't it look good? And they be going, no, it don't. Do you know how much I paid for this suit? Nobody wants to admit when you are wrong. Even on the job. 
There could be a way the job wants you to produce something a certain way. You may say, well, this is how I've always done it, and this is how I'm always going to do it. But if it ain't the way the company wants you to do it, you are wrong. And one of the areas that we don't want to say that we are wrong is when the preacher is up preaching and the word is coming to you. And the word is, is, is convicting you and you will think about everybody else but yourself. And you will say, God, I know, but when you say, but everything God done said don't even apply. Because you at that moment are saying not that you are wrong, but God is wrong. Anybody ever had that conversation with God? Has God ever had to have a conversation with you and you knew you was wrong, but you were not willing to admit it? One of the areas of our life, if you are married, hallelujah, glory, hallelujah. There are times in a marriage a husband will, will tell the wife something that she's wrong, but she don't want to admit that she's wrong, but she'll pull up someone out your past. Well, what about what you did last year? Don't want to talk about how wrong you are. You know, I, I tell Barbara all the time, I say, I know I'm wrong because you're going to let me know. Amen. If you are married, now if you ain't married, you don't know nothing about this. But if uh, 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 if you date one of the areas in our lives in the marriage, somebody going one of the biggest arguments that you're ever going to have is when somebody is a, not willing to say that they are wrong. Ain't about saying that you're sorry, okay? It's about saying, telling the truth that I am wrong. Nobody wants to admit, even all of the evidence in your face, you don't want to admit when you are wrong. Don't let a child correct an adult. Uh, one of my best beatings was when I corrected my mama in front of her friends. And they told me, you don't correct an adult. You got to focus and say, amen. No, that ain't true. If it's a lie, it's a lie. Amen. We want our children to stop lying. We got to stop lying too. I, I can't get no help in here. You can't tell someone how to live. One of the things that Jesus had a problem with the scribes and the servants, servants, um, Pharisees was that if we read Matthew chapter 23, he had seven woes against them. And one of the woes was you teaching all this stuff, but you don't live like it. You ain't nothing but a hypocrite. You are wrong. In this, in our, in every church, we got individuals that are wrong every day. When you walk into the church, you come to get right. Can I get a witness in here? One of the things we want to do, when, when, when Jesus says, you, we, we got to worry about our daily bread. Well, when you come to the household of faith, especially on the day that we worship, one of the things that we are, we are seeking to get is some bread to carry us through the day. I know we love to say through the week, but tomorrow ain't promised. We need to worry about today because we could leave out of here and die. But, be, but in order for us to get right, we got to admit when we are wrong. Hallelujah. We have here in this scripture, we have Jonah, is that he is a prophet. And God had commanded him to go send a word to Nineveh. 
And the word says he didn't go where God told him to go. Hallelujah. He decided that he going to run from God. I can't get a witness in here, church. Some of us, every time the truth comes your direction, you don't want to admit to the truth. You better go a different direction. And, and, and if you look at the scripture, it, it says that he went down to Joppa to catch a boat to go to Tarshish. I want us to see, if you could please put up that, that, that map for me, please. I want us to see. Just look on the map. You see where, where Tarshish is? You see where Joppa is? And you see where Nineveh is? He ain't that far from Nineveh. But he decided to go to Joppa. Get on a boat. Okay? Now where you see Joppa below there, that's Africa. Okay? If you go all the way across the Mediterranean Sea, from Joppa to Spain, that's 2,500 miles. He was going to get on a slow boat to go 2,500 miles to get away from doing what God would have him to do. How many times we, we don't waste any type of hesitation. We throw every excuse to go opposite in the direction where God would have us to go. Why? Because we don't agree with God. Oftentimes we ain't mad with the folk. We mad with God. You ain't mad with your husband. You ain't mad with your wife. You mad with God. When Moses had a problem with the children of Israel and they would say we ain't got no water, we ain't got no bread, we ain't got no meat. Moses was so worked up until he said, God, why don't you just kill me? But God had to tell him, it ain't you that have a problem with, it's me. I knew it was going to be quiet, but not that early. Hallelujah. So we have him. He decides to get on the boat. And he didn't want to go where God told him to go. He wanted to go where he wanted to go because if you keep reading, he didn't want to go because he didn't feel that they was worth the words. Some folk, sometimes we don't want folk delivered. Let me hit that rewind button. Some people don't want folk delivered. When folks come to you and bring them to the church house, they hear the word and give their life to Christ. And as soon as they do, you say, well, I wonder how long that's going to last. I, I, need, I need some help on that. I, I wonder how long that's going to last. I wonder they're going to be as saved as they say they're saved. You don't know the processes that God is going to take someone. All you got to do is bring them to the word. Because if you bring them to the word, God knows how to use the word to strip them out of their lifestyle. It ain't our job to critique how they get it. It ain't our job. The Bible says, come with the table is spread and the feast of the Lord is going on. It ain't up to you how big they make their plate. It ain't up to you if they use a knife fork or use their hands. You just got to bring them to the table. Hallelujah. So to bring them to the table, got to bring them to the table. And what I find very interesting is when he got on the boat, he got on the boat filled with heathen. I don't see that. Yes, you do. When he, when he says, every man pray to his God. They were, they were not talking to the God of heaven and of dry land of Jonas. They each had their own God. That tells me that they were all heathen because they did not have any respect of who the one that gave them life, have strength, and breath. And so the tempest rose up. That means it was a mighty storm, y'all. It was a mighty storm on the Mediterranean Sea, and it got rough. The Bible says that it was so rough until the ship was made to be breaking apart. It was falling apart. And the people said, let's throw our stuff overboard to the likes and the load. I'm here to tell somebody today, I don't care how much you get rid of out of your life. If you're wrong, you're still going to be wrong. You like the Lord, not just give up your stuff, but give up you. Come with, come with the truth and say, I am wrong. Period. Amen. Period. Bible tells us that, that when they began to pray to their gods, Jonah was on the side of the boat asleep. <laughs> Jonah over there on the side. He know what the problem is. He, now listen at this. Not only did he get on the boat to hide from God, he want to get down in the corner of the crevices making sure that God don't see him. I'm going to tell somebody, I don't care where you go and try to hide from God. The Bible tells us wherever you go, God will see you. God knows just where you are. Some folks try to hide themselves in the bottle. 
Come on, talk to the church. Some folks try to hide themselves in alcohol and drugs and all kinds of things, trying to get God not to see them. And they say, God, you don't want me. You see what I'm living in? You see how I'm living? I'm going to tell you, when God wants you, he will do anything that he needs to do to get your attention. And the reason why storms come up in your life is not so that God's trying to punish you. It's trying to get your attention and how you are living. God ain't pleased, and he wants you to come out of it. And admit that you are wrong. Hallelujah. you got to admit that you are wrong. So they went to Jonah and woke Jonah up. He said, man, why don't you pray to your God? Hallelujah. He said, call upon your God so that we don't perish. And he said, come on. And, and the, but the Bible tells us what the, they wanted to know what the problem is. Why are we going through what we're going through? Everything was good. We, we left. The weather was nice. The sun was shining. Everything was beautiful. Then we get out on the water. Everything was lovely. A nice little breeze. And all of a sudden, here come the clouds. Here come the waves. And we're getting beat up. What is the problem? The reason why some of us look like everything is going well and all of a sudden it gets rough. Who are you connected to? Who have you got in the boat with? Who have you who have you got in the boat with to follow their plan and not follow God's plan? You see, these men decided to go from Joppa to Tarshish, but God said go to Nineveh. I'm going to tell you today, if you try to do opposite what God is having you to do, I'm going to tell you one thing. Not only are you in danger, but everybody who you are connected to are in danger too. Because God has told you what to do, and you try to follow behind somebody that don't know God. Bible tells us when they cast the lots. What is the lots? See, this is how some pastors and preachers say, this is what gambling come in at. Because they took a lot of like a, like a, a long little stick and it had a little couple of grooves on it. However it landed, it was like either yes or no or whatever. However they, they called it. They would say, for example, if the thing had a, a star, a triangle, and a square, they would say, whoever this circle lands on is the one that did it. And they'll keep spinning it. Nope, that person ain't it. That person ain't it. Oh, they're going to circle. It's on Jonah. Jonah, what did you do? We want to know what you did. And they accepted it. Listen to this. This disrobing of the lots really wasn't from their gods. This is something that God introduced to the children of Israel. And because it spread out, this is how you, you want to hear from God, cast a lot. So this is what they did. But look at what they did do. The Bible here says, they began to question him. They said, what the, so, so tell us, what did you do? What did, what did you do? What did, what did you do? Sometimes one of the things we don't want to do is question somebody. What did you do? My life was going good. But then I connected up with you. What did you do? What do you work at? Who are your people? How, much, how many bills you got? Why your credit so bad? Why you got so many deals? Why your car always breaking down? Why you always borrowing money from me? Why you, why you got all these things? Whenever I'm around, there's always, whenever you're around, there's always a problem. What is going, something's got to be wrong with you because when I'm by myself, everything is going well, but when I get connected up with you, it just seems like something ain't right. And when we talk, when we talk, we say, no, I don't know what's going on. I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do, but you're lying and you know something is wrong. But the word is for us today, we got to start admitting when we are wrong. When you are not living right, you got to admit, no, God, I'm not living right. In this case, this wasn't a heathen that was doing wrong. In this case, this was a man of God. Let me hit that rewind button. This was a man of God that was not doing right. I want to tell us saved and sanctified folk, we don't always do the right thing. Let me hit that rewind button again. Saved and sanctified folk, we don't always do the right thing. Just because you saved and sanctified don't mean God won't be pleased with you and everything that you do. Because if you're not doing what God would tell you to do, I'm going to tell you today, God won't be pleased and he will let you know. The Bible tells us that he began to tell them, he says, I am a Hebrew and I, and I feel God, I feel the Lord, the God of heaven, and I, and, I, and I feel the God that made the sea and the dry land. And the Bible says they became exceedingly afraid. Why did they become exceedingly afraid? The reason why was because the, the people of Israel had history. That whenever they were anywhere, they knew God. Was, the people knew that they were going to bring their God with them. This history started all the way back when they were in Egypt. When God brought them out of Egypt across the Red Sea. When God brought them across the Jordan and brought, knocked down all of those walls. When God had every army that came up against them to get destroyed. At this point, even when they went to see Nebuchadnezzar and God turned Nebuchadnezzar into a werewolf, they heard of all of the powerful 
terrible things that God could do. And when he said who he was, immediately the resume of God popped up. I'm here to tell you when you identify yourself with God, God's resume will pop up. Wrong will pop up. God's resume will pop up if you are not holy. Holiness will show up whenever you mention God's name. Even the heathen in the street know that there ain't nobody like God. Even the, even the folks at Winos know there ain't nobody like God. So when you associate yourself, when you are a holy individual, and you associate yourself with unholy folk, the unholy folk will know you ain't got no business here. Can I get a witness in here? Can I get a witness up in here? Some of us ain't know what I'm talking about. When God saved you and you tried to go to keep smoking weed, and the people around you said, why are you here? You ain't supposed to be around us. And things seem like they're always happening. When God delivered me, one time I was, this is right after December, I wanted to get in the car with one of my friends. Don't you know, thank you, Jesus. Don't you know that everything we tried to do wasn't working? Grocery store closed, car break down, hit my tire on the side of the road, put a big old hole in it. Why? Because I was trying to do the wrong thing. I'm going to tell us today, we got to stop always having in our mind that the wrong thing that we do is right. It ain't right. When God tells you to do something, you have to do it the way God says do it. But look at what it says here. It says, when they became sorrowfully, seemingly afraid, the Bible says, look, listen, they said, why did you flee from God? They said unto him, what shall we do? Sometimes there ain't but one choice. Get away from me. I'm, I'm, I just want to make it plain. Sometimes the only choice is stop hanging out with them. You want things to be better in your life? Stop hanging around them. Get away from them. We grew up as children, but you are headed for destruction. Stop being around. Get away from them. You ain't got to just the only choice. Get away from them. Get them out of your life. But the Bible here says, the money said, we ain't going to do that. And the sea kept being treacherous. It kept getting worse. So after all, they said, we got to get rid of this one. And they cast him over the boats. And he went into the water. Hallelujah. I don't know who wrote the book of Jonah. Many scholars differ. They say it's anonymous. But I'm here to tell you, I believe if Jonah didn't write it, he told someone about it. Because you cannot go through this like he's gone through with God. Not be able to tell somebody how you have. You see, this is the real testimony here. How he really told how he tried to run from doing what God would have him to do. And this is for somebody today. God has been pointing you in the direction of which he wants you to go. But every time you want to do something different, God knows how to let. God won't do it, but he will let the cares of your life beat you up. He will let storms just happen. No, he don't bring the storms into your life. He lets them happen. It is you who brought the storm in. It is you who brought in the clouds. It is you who made the boat crash anyway. It was you because you won't admit that you're wrong. Look at the story here. I'm almost through. Bible tells us that they, 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 they cried. Let's make this down. When they threw him out into the water. Oh, thank you, Jesus. What God will do, this is what he does. When, he, when they threw Jonah out of the boat, Watch what happened. They began to call on the Lord. They didn't call on their God. They called on the Lord. In order to get folks in your community delivered, you got to get delivered first. They, they had to get rid of what the problem was. And when they saw everything worked out, they realized it wasn't their God. They realized it was only but one God. As Jonah said, that made the sea and the dry land. One more answer that made the heavens and the earth. There ain't but one God that can do, can do all things but fail. If you want God to save your family, let's get you right first. If you want God to heal your job, let's get you right first. If you want God to heal the church, let's get you right first. And we got to do it the folks on the boat and get rid of some stuff. We got to get rid of some junk. Everything they threw off the boat was everything that should have been on the boat. Everything we get rid of is everything that ain't supposed to be in our lives. So listen, Jonah, when he had landed in the water, the Bible says that a big fish come up and grabbed him and is in his mouth. If you read over in chapter two, Jonah said that where he was, it was like that he was in hell. He was in hell. 
because he decided not to do what God would have him to do. The sure thing to get you to hell is to not do what God would have you to do. We all talk about going to heaven, but if you really want to get to heaven, you got to do what God would have you to do. Hallelujah. And the Bible says he began to pray. He began to, to call on the Lord. Over there in chapter 2, the in verse 9, it says, but I will sacrifice unto thee with the breast of thanksgiving. Sometimes when you just submit and say, okay, God, I'm wrong. God, whatever your way is for my life, it's your way. And I want to thank you, God, for not killing me while I was trying to be so self-righteous. I want to thank you, God, for how you took care of me and my friends on the boat. I want to thank you, God, because you done brought me from things of my own bad decisions. And you brought me to a place of where I am. And the Bible says that he, look at what he says, I will pay that I vow. He said, I will do. Hallelujah. I will do what you would have me to do. What's the point of all of this? Jesus said, go ye therefore into all the world. Spread the gospel. Do you hear me? Spread the gospel. He didn't say you take your pick because if you try to take your pick and decide who's right and who's wrong, you're wrong because you are being disobedient unto God. You may not have to go 2,500 miles. You may just have to go five feet to tell somebody about Jesus. We have to tell someone about Jesus when we wake up as well as when we lay down. We don't just tell our family. We like to tell our neighbors. We like to tell the folks in the grocery store that there is a man named Jesus. That there is a man named Jesus. There is a man named Jesus. He knows how to bring you out of your wrongs, but you got to accept a man named Jesus. That he is the Son of God. This man named Jesus. He is the Son of God. This man named Jesus. He is God. And he's come through 40 and two generations. And this man named Jesus. He suffered. Yes, he did. While you was on your way to hell, he decided to come out of heaven, reach right down, and keep you from being like Jonah. But he wanted you to live. But all you got to do is open up your mouth and say, I am a sinner. I am wrong. I am wrong. There ain't but one God. And his name is Jesus. The son of the most high God. He will do what no other power can do. He will save. Yes, he can. He will deliver. Is there anybody in here that know God will deliver? No need to deliver, church. No need to deliver, church. While you're waiting on him to deliver him, let him deliver you. He will deliver you. And when he delivers you, he'll deliver your family. Yes, he will. No need to deliver, church. How I know he'll do it. Because when he was on the cross, nailed in his right hand, nailed in his left hand, nailed in his feet, he prayed to the God of heaven. Pray to my father, my creator. Pray to my provider. Pray to my healer. And he said, Father, 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 forgive them. We need forgiveness, church, because we keep doing the wrong thing and we don't know we're doing the wrong thing. But if we'll take the moment, but if we take the moment and come to Jesus, come to Jesus while we still can, because there is going to come a time when we will not be able. To call on the name of Jesus. You might as well admit that you are wrong. Because when you think that you are perfect, hallelujah. When you think that you are so perfect, hallelujah. The Bible tells us that when you think that you are perfect, Job said your lips will testify against you. Your lips will, will confess in your direction that you are a liar. If every time you speak, you think that you tell the truth, Job said your mouth will condemn you. You are not perfect. Ain't but one that's perfect. And his name is Jesus, the son of the most high God. Hallelujah. Psalm said there are some things that can bring actions about yourself. And those things are the words that you speak. Oh, no, musicians. Sometimes when we think that we're so right, be careful of these words. There's a word that we will say when we think we're so right, when somebody won't change, when things can't change, when God can't move things around, when God can't turn things around because we know so much. We got to be careful of these words over my dead body. Over my dead body. I'm going to tell you today, 
Your words will speak against you. You speak over your dead body. Guess what? You will be dead and it will be carried on. Be careful about those same things like that. You, 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 we, got to be, we got to be very, very careful about certain things. We got to be careful when we are putting others down. It, it ain't the way I see it. And, if, and one thing you have to stop saying, I guess if, if, if I'm wrong, then I'm going to hell. Well, baby, you get ready to pack your bags because you're going. Because you, you are not perfect enough to know the will of God if you are not in the will of God. We have got, when God gives you directions, we got to go in the directions of God, not in the directions of yourself. Just because you can't see it don't mean that's how it's not going to be. Jonah didn't like it. But look what the word says. When he came out of that, when the fish spit him out there on the dry land, the Bible says he was three days away. And as he was walking towards the city, he began to scream out to them how salvation belongs to God and how they needed to turn. The word came to the city and the king told the people, he said, we got to, we got to fast and we got to pray. Because And he was doing exactly what Chronicles said. If my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways, then seek my face, then would I heal the land. These folk turned. These folk fasted. These folk prayed. And God said, who am I? Nobody but to bless him. And he, and he repented of the actions. If you want God to, to, to change it in your household, all you got to start with you. If you want repent means change. If you want God to change his decision in your house, you got to change your lifestyle in your house. If you change your lifestyle, God will change what's coming in your direction. And what I love, what I love about this book is what Jonah did, is what we do today. We don't like it when God blesses folk who we don't think should be blessed. We don't like it. I'm putting we in there. Because if one of us don't like it, then we all don't like it. He tells them, he said, what, ain't it right if they turn that they, that they would not be, he said, I knew you would do like I thought you would because you're such a gracious God that you would bless them and not curse them. I told you they one day, they didn't, they didn't deserve, they didn't deserve it. Many of us think others don't deserve to be healed. Many of us don't think others deserve to be delivered. Many folks don't think other folks homes deserve breakthroughs. But I'm here to tell somebody today, if you turn to God, God will bring you a breakthrough. It may, listen, it may happen faster for you than it did for me. If you just turn, you turn from your wicked ways. The Bible tells us when, when, when Peter went to Cornelius' house, the word came to his house. And when Cornelius received the word, the Holy Ghost fell in. You can't have too much Holy Ghost if you always putting folk down. If you think folks can't be saved and delivered, you don't have that much Holy Ghost. It is when you really got the Holy Ghost. It's when you go up to anybody in your house on the street and say, yes, Jesus lives. And he can live in you. All you got to do is accept him. And let God work in their lives. 
Do you hear me, church? Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Let God work in their lives. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. We don't want to be like Jonah. He was a prophet. And at the end, he still didn't like how God delivered. And because he didn't like it, the Bible does not say what happened to Jonah in the end. But it does show that Jonah, he, he, he had wished for death because God was good to somebody else. Ain't that awful? That's terrible. That, that, that we will wish for death because God is blessing somebody else. I want to, I'm, I'm trying to get through, y'all. I want to tell you, don't you know if somebody is getting blessed, don't you know there's a blessing about to overtake you too? If Mother Parker, if God gives Mother Parker a blessing, don't you know it's going to overflow to Minister Chandler, Minister Brittany? It's going to ricochet and probably hit me and ricochet and probably hit Minister Porsche. Don't you know if somebody hits hits his sister Natasha, don't you know it's going to bounce and hit her two children and then it's going to hit Deacon Harold. It's going to ricochet and hit both Scots up here. It's going to just keep moving because there is so much power in one blessing that one can't contain it by themselves. God's got to spread it around. That's why they said, my cup, run this over. He will run his cup over on everybody if we just let him. We have to let him. Who have you looked down upon? Who have you criticized? Who have you put down in your family? Who have you dogged out in your neighborhood? On your job? Who you thought was not ever going to receive Jesus? Who did you ever think? Who did you think God can change? Amen, mother. He is able. He is able. I want somebody to say, say he's able. Come on, say he's able. He's, he's able. Hallelujah, he's able. He, he's able. Testify to somebody say he's able. Hallelujah said he's able. He's able. He's able. He's able to do it. I just said that. Let him do it. Let him do it. Let him do it. Let him do it. He's able. Let him do it. He can let him do it. In your house, let him do it. I don't know how he's going to do it, but just let him do it. 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 Hallelujah. Let him do it. That's all that God is able to do. Just what he says he can do. Can I, can I hear him? God can do what he says he can do. Above all. Hallelujah. Above all. We can ask a thing. Can you go to church? Can you do Can you sing that brother? Can you sing that brother? We're going to try it then. God is able to do just what he said he will do. He's gonna fulfill every promise.